teaching is a work of heart and a whole bunch of other shit. Join in to listen to the good, the bad, and the ugly of the teaching world with current and former teachers. Welcome to The Reality of Teaching with Megan Dorsey and Friends. Good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, April 18th, and I just wanted to give you a really quick precursor to this episode. I actually recorded this with Jenny, and we both were discussing leaving our teaching jobs. And at the point of recording, I was in my last week of teaching. So you'll hear me talk about the present tense situations going on. Um, Jenny and I also talked about why I left, but I actually cut that out of this episode because it was the shortened version. And if you listen to last week, I obviously wanted to share all the reasons why. So if you want to hear about my reasons, you got to go to the previous episode. And then for this one, if you're just wondering, like, why is she talking in present tense? Why is she talking about, oh, I wonder what will happen next? Um, It's because I didn't have a job at the time of this interview lined up. I do have a job now. So I just wanted to explain all that in case you're confused or you feel like you missed a step or something. You didn't. This was just recorded in March, and it's been about a month since the recording. And with that being said, thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. One last announcement is I got so much love on last week's episode about leaving, and I really, really appreciate that. Um, I got my like highest amount of messages and just, oh my gosh, everyone is so nice. So thank you so much for listening and understanding and sending your love. It means more than I can say. And uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks. Bye. Alrighty, everybody. Today, we are going to be talking about mental health and possibly thinking about leaving the teaching career. So um, I have a very special guest with us and let's introduce Jenny. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I am doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) As okay as you can be. Um, Before we jump into kind of our topic today, can you just give a little bit of a background about either your experience or why you wanted to be a teacher in the first place? Yeah, um, I uh, was a teaching assistant in college for a design class and didn't even realize that it was something that I wanted to do. I got my degree in journalism uh, on the advertising side, so it's more of the design world, and I wanted to be an advertiser. I wanted to design ads. I wanted to do all that great stuff, but being um, a TA for my professor, I kind of felt like, you know, at home, at ease, it was just something that I um, really enjoyed. I got into the real world for about a year and a half. I hated it. And um, I went back and got my master's in education with a certification and I uh, got started teaching right away. I uh, teach yearbook and um, photography and journalism, and I do newspaper as well. So it's a, a big job. <laughs> I've been teaching for... Um, been teaching for this is my 11th year teaching wow have you been teaching journalism and photography all 11 years yeah for 11 years i i switched back and times if i had too many photojournalism students they would give journalism to another teacher mm-hmm. but other than that like i'm back at it i'm back teaching journalism yearbook and photography Gotcha. Well, that is awesome. Um, are you teaching in a high school? 
Yeah. I've been teaching high school also for 11 years. So that is my world. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and how would you feel like, I know you said you got your master's for education. Um, did you feel yeah. like that program prepared you for teaching? Absolutely. I went to a university and it was about a year of actual classes from summer to summer. And I was, I had a choice of either going to become a teaching assistant for a semester and then getting a job at semester or just diving into it. And at that point I felt confident to just go straight into the classroom. I was very, very lucky to have gotten a job like immediately. This is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, and how did you go about, have you stayed at your same school this whole time or have you switched it up at all? Yeah, so I started uh, at a lower income school in, for about four years. And um, the last year I was there, um, I think what happened was one of the principals kind of got rid of all of dress code, like there was zero dress code. And mm-hmm. so the freshmen kind of got loose and, and figured out that they could get away with stuff. And the last week that I was there, I'd already got my job at another school. Um, there was like eight fights between the freshman girls. And oh one of which a student looked at me and I said, what's going on? And she looked at the door and I had like this long hallway where I couldn't see the door and so she looks and starts screaming and I'm like what is going on and then a bunch of girls jumped her pulled her hair pulled her out of my class and I was like I I've got to get out of the school this is this is outrageous <laughs> yeah but really quick I just wanted to like go into that just a bit because yeah. I I started at one school and then this year I switched to another one and I had never, ever seen that situation you just described happened in my school so much. And I just had never seen it. And I think a lot of times people wonder, like, um, they'll, you know, even just say, like, what do you mean fights? Like, what do you mean that students are fighting? And I just wanted to take a moment to be like, they are seriously fighting. Like, it's not like a cute little, like, oh, they like push each other. Like, no, it's, it's like pretty frightening to see. It's, it was bad. So, so bad. There was one time there was a, um, like donut shop near the school where all the kids would go before and after school. Mm -hmm. I think it was even like a convenience store too. But, um, I would say this, this last week that I was there, um, a bunch of kids would go down there and that's where they would, they would start the fights. Um, Mm -hmm. there was this one time where parents even came and, Parents were involved in uh, hurting children, and oh my gosh, the amount of people that were arrested that day was insane. So yeah, we we go through so much that nobody even understands. Because again, I I didn't go to high school where there was a lot of fights. I mean, there was some, but I didn't I didn't experience that. And then my first teaching job, um, it was left and right. I mean, it there were other other things too. I mean, we had. We had a horrible drum use at the school. We had students having sex in the hall, like not always, the, the stairwells. We had, um, mm-hmm. when I, this is a funny story. 
when I was pregnant with my first child, um, one of my students came up to me and said, we're going to do this together. And I was like, excuse me? And she was like, I'm pregnant too. Oh. And I was like, oh, awesome. Oh my gosh. Right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Just, wow. Yeah. I mean, this school was also about 45 minutes from where I lived. So it was not only like what was happening in the classroom and in the halls. I just could not drive anymore with a, with a baby. And, mm -hmm. and so I got a new job, um, in an area closer to my house. And, um, I went from like very low income school to a very um, high income school um, students who you know go to Harvard to like it was it's just out, outrageous the difference between the two. My I had no cameras for my students in photojournalism at the first school, and then I had a one on one situation with like really nice cameras. Yeah, we had Mac computers. We were in a your lab so I went completely in a different direction thinking like oh, okay let, let's see how this goes mm -hmm. um and and you have problems in either school like totally no matter wh where you at um I had now issues like the parents are now really involved and um now I'm having issues with parents or students um I don't know if your school district is doing standard-based grading. We're about but, to, yeah. Oh my gosh, this is it, it's it's just preparing our students to fail, completely preparing them to fail. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, our school's motto is like, you know, preparing future-ready students. And my biggest issue is with that is that these kids, no matter what, are passing. Uh, because we're we're encouraged not to give them the grade that they deserve. With standard-based grading, they get to um, retake a test or um, rewrite an entire story in my class in order to get. And it's any it's any grade. So like I have students who get ninety fives, and they want that hundred. I'm like, I, it's not. Mm -hmm going to prepare you for success if I give you that hundred because you're not perfect and these kids think that hundreds are just you know super easy to come by and mm -hmm. it, it, the system is just really failing and not preparing them for real for the real world I think everything you just said relates to so many different aspects of education because the first thing that came to mind was like one, going back to the fights that we were talking about in my school right now, there's just no consequences for anything. Um, yeah. I feel like that's dangerous if you're not like meeting the students and like giving them, you know, consequences or even just talking about what happened is so dangerous because we're just saying, Oh yeah, you can beat up other students and you can beat up teachers and then walk free. Um, yeah. If you do that in the real world, like, that's not how it works. And same with grading. Like that's something that I think there's a lot of um, push to do standards-based grading to like really support the student. However, yeah, it's going the wrong way because a lot of my students now, even though we're not in that yet, 
have, they don't care about the learning process at all. Mm -hmm. It's just right before grades are due. They're like, how can I get an A right now? Um, and that's this year. So I was at that school for the, my previous school mm -hmm. um, for six years. And then this year I transferred to another school in the district that's literally four minutes from my house. Mm -hmm. It was, it was the dream job. I just had a baby in April and I wanted something super close. And yeah. Uh, they had just built this school right next to my house and it was in our district. And so I was like, yes, but the difference between this school is um, compared to all the other schools in our district. This is a project based learning school. Have you, have you heard of that? Do you know anything about it? I remember learning about it in a course, but yeah. I would love if you could just refresh my memory. <laughs> sure. No, um, it is a project based learning school is going to take the initiative in doing more long-term projects versus tests and um, making sure that the student is learning uh, every like small step of the way. Mm. So rather than doing a, an assessment, we would do a benchmark on the skills that they're going to end up uh or they have to learn in order to complete the project. Gotcha. And the when I when I interviewed, it was we are going to um, it's going to take three to four years to really build our curriculum and to learn exactly how to do project based learning. And I was like, awesome! My class is already project based, uh, so I wasn't concerned at all with it. Mm -hmm. And Right when we started, it was the expectation wasn't we're going to learn how to do this. The expectation now was we're doing it and we're diving right in mm -hmm. and you're required to do these type of strategies. And um, the lesson plans were like 12 pages long. Oh, no. And <laughs> I, so like not only, not only was I doing something completely different, trying my best to do it, but I also am responsible for putting out a yearbook. And oh my gosh, yeah. um, I also took on a few other duties. I was UIL coordinator this year. I somehow volunteered to do the website. Um, we have a new photography company, which was just messing everything up. So I was dealing with that. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. And then I... And then I dove into this project-based learning for my journalism and my uh, photojournalism classes. And because I was so wrapped up in trying to do like a really good job and to show off, and that's just, I would say all teachers, like we don't like getting proficient on our, our end of year mm -hmm. observation. You know, we want... We're constantly trying to outdo ourselves. And so I, I, the amount of times that I said to my old coworkers and my husband, like, I've never worked harder in my entire life. And I'm getting paid the exact same that I got paid last year when I was pregnant and barely could do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we, it was just, it was, I would say like the amount of duties that I, had this year the amount of extra stuff and I know it's not just my school because 
my old school people are leaving as well because there's just more and more and more things they're putting on our plate that we are unable to say no to. Mm-hmm. And I'm exhausted. I feel like I can't even give back to my family at the end of the day because I'm so tired. Yes. That, that is something that really started to impact me this year was just noticing that I wasn't like present in my family and friends' lives. And I was just, it was kind of like a wake up call sometimes. And I realized that I missed an event or a family member was sick and I, I didn't see them as much as I wanted to. And I was like, what, what am I doing this for? Right. I I think I said, I started saying that in January. Mm -hmm. Um, I started saying, why am I doing this? Why am I working so hard? Why can't my brain shut off? Why? And I just kept on saying, why, why, why? And recently, it's just been building so much that I finally went in and and said, I'm thinking about leaving. I just let my principal know, like, it's not 100%, but let me finish my yearbook. Let me try to get out the door. And... I'll let you know, <laughs> but I've made the decision. I, I had an incident, um, well, two incidents that you'd love to hear. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I got an email from a parent um, about her. I, I, I always, I don't know if you do this, but like in high school, sometimes so many kids are failing because they don't turn stuff in. Mm-hmm. And so I'll send like a blanket email to parents. Mm-hmm. Let's say says something like, "Hey, your child." Because I have to send it to multiple people. I say, "Hey, your child is failing my class. These are, are please look on our um, online to see what they're missing, and email me if you have questions." Yeah, I, I do, do that. that I do that all the time. <laughs> well, I said, I get an email back from another parent telling me why her child hasn't gotten it done, and that's fine. Like, there's always you know, reasons why they can't get some work done, medical reasons or stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, I just let the parent know that they're, if they are capable of doing it at home, they can do it at home. And I was just giving them information. Then I received an email um, from the same person about, or she says that I'm um, the most condescending uh, teacher she's ever encountered. And I've never met this woman. So it's just been like, Oh my God. Yeah. And, and then she goes on to say that I am a robotic teacher. Um, I am demeaning. I I mean, the, the things that she said, the novel she wrote to me about her child, which I had no issue with her child. I'm, I'm just like shocked. Yeah. You're just holding your students accountable. Right. And, um, this is a huge problem that I have with these kids, these COVID kids. That's what I call them now. These COVID kids is that they have been so sheltered and been given everything that they have needed or wanted in the last few years and given so many breaks and so many, you know, opportunities to just constantly make up stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really like I'm a parent of a COVID child. So like, I agree. Like I failed as well. Like 
go on your iPad, I have to work. Or uh, like we just constantly tell them to do something, but we're also giving them opportunities to fix it because, you know, we're busy and that's fine. It's just these kids go back to their parents and they're lying to them and they're saying, you know, this is what my teacher does. She ignores me. She doesn't help me. She doesn't give me opportunities. And yeah. that is far from the truth. I am the most helpful teacher. I'm just not going to help you while I'm teaching a lesson. And you haven't been to school in the last month. You know, like totally. I can't help you if you do not communicate your needs or come to tutorials. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so I had a parent, you know, that, that, blew my lid and then um this kind of just summarizes why i'm leaving um i was supposed to get observed last thursday and before spring break i had my pre-conference with my principal and um and we set the date and i have to turn in my yearbook i have no time i had even requested that i get observed um, in the fall and I did not get observed in the fall so I was upset about that and I put together a really good lesson and um, I'm teaching it and she does not come and I'm like texting her going where are you and she's like I forgot I completely forgot and like complete that's fine you're busy you're the principal like I understand that I'm not like upset that she was busy I just had so many emotions I cried like all lunch just it was the first time I actually cried at school um I always cry at home or on the ride home yeah <laughs> but um but no it was like a how insignificant I felt this year I I feel like I don't matter I'm putting such hard work into something that there's not really any reward to it mm -hmm. um, besides the like handful of students that you you know inspire and change and, and honestly like at this point if I'm going to like weigh what's better like I need my mental health to be much better than inspiring a couple of students to go into the journalism field totally which, totally and it's but yeah it's uh, exhausting because it does kind of have this feeling of like all your work is going into the void because like no matter what you do, like you said, there's not really a reward. Um, but along with that, there's not even like acknowledgement that you are a person that exists. And exactly. And then all your work goes out the window the second you get a parent complaint or something like that, because you just have to let them make it like it's whatever the parent wants. It's whatever the student wants. Um, you're not really allowed anymore to like, just say, no, this is how my class runs. You need to turn in your work, um, that gets pushed back. And I've had students that have like not come to school or they've ditched or they're on their iPad all of class. Even when I'm asking them, you know, I've asked students, Hey, can you put your iPad away? And like, I always keep a very calm, happy voice. And they've literally told me like, fuck off. Like, don't, <laughs> don't tell me what to do. And the exact same situation. Yeah. With a girl. I was like, Hey, you need to get off your phone. She's like, excuse me. I'm in a really intense conversation you need to leave me alone I was like oh what yeah what's wrong with you and it, it's just changed so much because like when I was in school I mean that just never never happened if a teacher told me to put something away I mean oh my god we were terrified of our yeah. teachers yeah and I think 
in this time of like, obviously in 2020, when COVID hit, it was more about taking care of the students and their like social emotional health. And I was all for that because it was a dark, you know, scary time. Um, but upon coming back into this, like, you know, quote unquote, normal school year, it's like, we could have used that momentum and really tried to change schools for the better. And then we just dropped the ball. I mean, no rules, no accountability, no like trust in, in teachers and what they're doing. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree about a, I, I am right there with you because when we started in um, August, the momentum was, was strong and the, even the spirit was strong. Teachers were enjoying each other and we were, we were having fun and then something happened. But I know so many teachers leaving, not coming back. Yeah. And I would say before COVID, I think COVID is, is honestly the key to why things have changed. Yeah, I think a lot of people have talked. I mean, there's always things you could like point out in education that need to be improved. But it seems like... COVID was, it just, it seemed like the moment of a lot got put on teachers. I remember when COVID hit and we went remote, I was so sad because one, I, you know, I obviously missed my students. I was scared about what was happening, all that kind of stuff. But then we were also concerned about like who has internet and how do we get them internet and who has food right now? And are these kids eating? And some kids never showed up on remote ever again. And that was hard to go through. And then you're wondering, like, I now have to be an online teacher. I've never done that before. Like, I feel like I'm failing. And it was just this like, super like sad time. But then it was like a week of everyone being like, teachers, like, thank you for switching it up online. And then just yeah, like, we were we were the heroes. And now we're the villains. Yeah, just the second I find that like whenever teachers speak out about something, anything, it, there's just so much pushback for some reason. <laughs> um, and well, I well, especially especially going on like even like in Indiana and the, you know the education system in Missouri and Oklahoma's having these issues, you know, with critical race theory, and um, really there's the Florida. What is it? Don't say gay. Don't say gay. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Like, where are we going? We're going so backwards. We were so, right. we were going in the right direction. And now it's just, again, yeah, the they don't trust us. Parents don't trust us. Mm -hmm. And it's insane to me. Like, you guys know your students are on TikTok. You, you know your child is watching Euphoria. You know your, like, the amount of things that they are seeing outside of the classroom mm -hmm. is far worse than what we might do for them or help, you know, like yeah. we're only here to advocate for them. Honestly, like parents, the biggest message parents need to know is that we love your children. Mm -hmm. 
And the whole reason we became a teacher is because we love to teach children. And those that don't like it, those are the people that should leave, obviously. But mm -hmm. people like you and me who love what we do and, like, are passionate, like, we should not be the ones leaving, but we are. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's our job to, like you said, we love our students and then it's our job to just accept them for who they are. I mean, I don't even understand where some of these bands are coming from because I, it's not like I sit around and ask every student, Hey, are you um, gay? <laughs> are you straight? That's none of our business. Um, but my role as an, as an educator is to support them and love them and help them succeed regardless of their background and regardless of I mean, their sexuality doesn't even matter in this equation at all. It doesn't. And if your student reads a book or a short story that mentions a gay character, that I promise you is not going to to suddenly, quote, quote unquote, make them gay. Like, no. Yeah. Not only that, but like, at home, when you're telling them to leave you alone and just go on your iPad or just go on your computer, leave me alone. Like that is probably more dangerous than them reading a story in school. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so sad to think about all the implications of these laws as well, because while they're trying to censor what teachers are saying, it's like, it's like so much disrespect to those students. And like, imagine if you're like a closeted kid and you just hear your parents talking about this or like advocating for don't say gay. And it's, it's just so disheartening. Yeah. I'm like, why is this the issue that you have? There are so many other very large issues in the world. And it's not like that. The, the whole, if you do not, or if you are caught as a teacher, uh, doing something like this uh you could be sued mm -hmm. and it and you're per like that is insane to me like, do you want do you even want teachers and then it even gets to the idea of is this like planned are they trying to do this are they trying to be fun schools are they trying to uh you know privatize schools like it like, goes into a deeper conversation of totally what their actual agenda is right like push so out want, yeah. right they they're wanting people to you know in my opinion like go in the private section because mm -hmm. because why else would they do something like this yeah i think it's the push for private schools the push for charter schools the push to basically not have I mean, first of all, what they're doing right now is pushing out any teacher that really cares and any teacher that's empathetic to their students. Um, and they're going to just fill it in with whatever space they can. I mean, so many are going to leave that they're going to lower. Instead of taking it as a moment of reflection and actually changing the educational system and how teachers are treated and how students are treated, they're going to flip it so that they can just hire whoever they want, run a business instead of running a school. Well, I even saw a TikTok about, um, it, it's interesting, the deeper thought of like scripted lessons. 
Like, why yes. have we moved into more scripted lessons? Um, was this the plan all the time where we couldn't hire any judge to know, you know, to teach because it's already scripted for us? Right. Which is, I think for me, was one of the most heartbreaking things about the transition from like what I think a teacher is, what college made me think a teacher is. And then in these few last years, it's just totally flipped. And it's like, I was so excited to create engaging lesson plans. And I wanted to have like all these diverse texts and switch it up to like what my students like and my students needs. And now it's like, nope, you got to You got to do this. You got to do exactly what we're telling you to do. Uh, you got to use this platform that we're making you use. And a lot of teachers, I feel like got into it for the passion of that subject and for the creativity aspect. And now it's just kind of like, yeah, they want you to be a robot, just a robotic teacher. Like the, the mom, the mom told me <laughs> I was robotic. You're like, just wait I'm, and see. <laughs> I'm pretty lucky being an elective teacher, being able to, they don't have curriculum for us. So we create our own curriculum. Um, mm-hmm. So that's probably the biggest benefit of, you know, being more creative, but, um, I just wish we, I'm not a photography teacher. I'm also a photographer myself. And some of these kids, I turn to them and I'm like, okay, let's go. And and they have no interest. They, they tell me like I was forced to take this class. I'm like, well, you're never forced to take an elective, but um, I'm, I'm a photographer. Like I'm teaching you a skill where people pay me lots of money to, to do, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. You should, you should definitely learn what I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you how to make money. I'm going to teach you how to make a business. And it's just like, now it's like, I don't want my passion for photography to go away because these kids are just taking every, everything from me to even just get them to pick up the camera. Um, yes. Yep. But, but I mean, in every, in every, you know, classroom before are seeing this and my passion is just going out the door. It's sad. So sad. And it's, I mean, for me, I, I teach eighth grade. So like, and obviously in high school too, you of course expect that some students are lethargic or having bad days or do, honestly don't care. But now it's just like the, um, the mass amount don't care. Um, getting my yeah. students to do anything. And I mean, I switched up every assignment I tried to make it more fun and I tried to make it shorter and less stressful and I have no late dates like it is just you could do whatever and just some students could not get off the iPad just playing games and it's like yeah it's just so I mean what do you do at that point and when you have a structure where there's no really academic support that I could give them there's no they won't you know, they just don't care. And yeah. it's a, I think sometimes when people hear that, they're like, oh, well then something must be going on with that student. And it's like, that's how it was a few years ago. Now it's, it's just all those kids, those, the COVID kids just don't care. <laughs> well, if you think about it, we've, we had a conversation at one of our faculty meetings about the phone policy, um, and how there is none. Um, mm-hmm. And they said, well, everybody should have their own policy within your classroom. Have a cubby, have, take up phones at the door, 
um, on like one, absolutely I can do that. I have a cubby and I, I make them put their phones up when I need them to, but it would be so e- it's so much easier to implement these rules if it was a school wide, you know, policy, if there was policies in place that were more strict and then the teacher could always blame it on, no, it's the school policy. Mm-hmm. So it's rather than so I'm now, I'm now the bad guy. I feel like I'm constantly the bad guy mm-hmm. um, because the district or the school will not, will not stand for anything that helps us in the classroom. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy how teachers are mandated to do all this stuff with their curriculum and we're running everything outside of school and like we're doing so much and yet administration has no policy whatsoever. I'm not even sure what rules they enforce. (laughs) I know. Yeah. When I made the decision to leave and I would tell people outside of school the amount of times I've gotten like congratulations I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be the best decision you've ever made. I'm like, holy moly. Like, yeah. I did not think I was going to get that reaction from so many people. Just out, out of the, you know, education world, they know as well. So, mm-hmm. and what's, what's nice is, is getting that support and yes. knowing that our mental health is going to be so much better. And like people that still love it and still, you know, that are in the school, like I have so many people that are like, absolutely not. I love, I love my job. And I'm like, that is awesome. I just, I wish this didn't affect me as much as it has. And it's sad. It's honestly sad, but I'm also not sad. Yeah. (laughs) It's, I'm sad, but I'm not sad. Yeah, it's it's like grieving the loss of you know your dream job, and it's of course you again like we were saying we love the students. It's really it's sad to leave that and leave that connection and um, like something that I already miss is just those like silly silly things that happen just because students are so funny. Um, or just like your class inside jokes that come about and, and all that stuff. And even though it's been a little less lately, I also, of course, love those moments where you see like a light bulb go off or or the students really excited about something in your class. And it just feels like, it feels awesome those days to be a teacher. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to miss being a yearbook advisor, you definitely build relationships with your students a little bit more than, you know, it's like a, a, a court piece. And mm-hmm. um, I think creating something too every year and having that like really great work of what you've accomplished all year long, I'll, I'll miss that and I'll miss, I'll miss the relationships with some students. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, like just walking in every day and I know I have to finish, I'm finishing up the year, but I, every Sunday I get anxiety. I, I stress out about going in. Mm-hmm. I don't like my room. I have a great room. I have a beautiful room. I have an office and I have a storage. Like it's, 
really nice, but mm-hmm. I get depressed being in there. Yeah. I, some days I forget to go to the bathroom and I forget to eat because I'm so busy with the amount of things that I have to do, or I'm so exhausted from yelling because kids aren't listening to me. And I feel bad for the students who have to deal with half my class who are, you know, not interested in learning. Oh yeah. Those students, I just feel for them because they're trying so hard and they're so, you know, they keep raising their hands and trying to kind of get class back on track, but just more than ever, the behaviors just took over. Yeah. I, um, I'll definitely say like, thank God for the great memories and the students that I've built. What's nice about leaving now is that I, I haven't been able to establish like strong relationships at my school because it's only been open for a year and everybody's new and mm-hmm. um but I I do get to you know I have all the students that I keep in touch with and um and who I've inspired to become journalists or photographers and I definitely know that I've done really great work and even this year yeah. even though I I'm sad I I know that I'm gonna you know end on a good note and, um, but yeah, I mean, what I don't, were you, hold on, were you able to keep your license? Yes. Thankfully, oh, um, I was, and I just, I got to the point, like I was telling earlier, just, I mean, I completely mentally and I honestly physically was experiencing things too. Just, it got to the point where I was like, I, I don't think I will make it to do, which is so sad to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. cause I was just so depressed at work and yeah. on the way to work and on the way home from work and yeah. just, yeah, it's, it's so sad, but I totally agree. Just kind of being grateful for the memories that were already made. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. I'm not exactly sure what's up next. Um, but figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I'm in, I'm in the same boat. It's at this point, like, I know what I'm capable of and I have so many soft skills mm-hmm. as a teacher that I could do any job. Yes. Any job out yes. there. T- teachers um, can so do anything. About, exactly. I am not worried about what is happening. What what I'm really excited about is making more money. Right. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and working less. That is Yes, working less, yes, make, more money. Make more money and working less. And I I honestly don't care what it is at this point. Mm-hmm. I just know that it's going to be better than what I'm doing right now. Yeah, and just, I mean, I'm excited for just the, like, respect. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yes. just you, you do what you need to do because I trust that you can do your job. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. No, I just, yeah, one, one more time with my family. I want to be able to cook dinner um, at night and not go straight into my bed with a bottle of wine and wake up with a headache. <laughs> yep. I mean, I can't tell you how many times this year I've literally gone to bed at like just the weirdest times. I'm eating like Cheez Its for dinner because I'm too tired to make dinner. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to start you know diving into what it's like to just have like a well-being and like other human activity yeah 
So seriously, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of good things to look forward to. Absolutely. Well, I feel like that's a great spot to end at. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Thank well, you for having me on. Jenny, thank you so much. This was this was awesome to dive into all of the all of the things about teaching. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and if you ever want to do this again, you let me know cuz Yeah. Maybe maybe we could talk about like if when you get a job and when I get a job, we could um that's such a good idea. About, like how to get jobs and how we got our resumes and how to adapt the teacher resume or something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that idea. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. We'll, we'll do a follow up. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we'll definitely keep You're in so touch. Welcome. All right. Bye, Megan. Bye.